Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew for Aleph. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Cockhill and Nick Hare of Aleph. And this week we're discussing London's oldest house. Uh, I wanted to say something funny, but yeah. <laughs> In before, so talking of old, decrepit things, over to Nick. Yeah, yeah, you know that's where you're going. You're very predictable dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. 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 But just because they're predictable doesn't mean they're not amazing and funny and. You know. Yeah, it doesn't mean that, but as it happens, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I think you've done it there for us. Thank you. Um, Nick, you went to London's oldest house. Yeah, I have to say. It's great it's story. Story. Great story. It Disappointingly <laughs> new. Oh, OK. Well, I'll, well I'll... let me take a guess. So I'm going to say, well, it must be, it's going to be medieval, surely. Um, go for, yeah. No, Just. Yeah. OK. Just. So um, I discovered recently and, and thus went to visit uh london's oldest house right so if you look it up on the internet you'll find that most of the discussion is about 41 cloth fair which is a building in the city of london which was built in around 1600 and something we might want to discuss is as you might if you remember your history fraser mm. y you might uh we're going to be about 1666. Yeah, you might Boom. you might have a theory as to why there aren't that many old buildings in the city of London, but there aren't. This was one that survived the Great Fire, um, but that of course is the city of London, which foreign listeners may not know is a tiny little bit of what we call London. Mm. It turns out that the oldest house, and by this I don't mean oldest building by any means, but the oldest house that has been lived in, just as a house, just minding its own business, mm. being a house, right? It's not a castle or a palace or anything like that. The oldest house is apparently a house called the Ancient House. Now, whether it was called that when they built it and they yeah. were remarkably prescient, yeah. I don't know. But it's in Walthamstow, which is a former village okay. on the... Uh, well, it's a bit east. It's, it's about an hour and a half's walk east of uh, where I live. Um, and it was built in about 1435. Um, it is really is minding its own business. It's mm. really lovely. You go, you go to Walthamstow. There's a bit of Walthamstow, which is like a medieval village. Basically, it's got mm. a little church and flowers and and uh, oldish buildings, of which one is this. It's unobtrusively just being there on the corner of this street. What does it look like? Uh, it looks, imagine an old house. It looks exactly like that. It's but got how old are we the talking? half timbering. Well, as I said, it was built in 1435. It's not ridiculously old. It's not a thousand years old. It's more like five hundred years old. Um, but but that's so. It's not. That's what I mean by sort of disappointingly a bit. It's almost a new build. Mm. But um, anyway, it's a very nice, very nice walk. But um, the, the question really. Sorry. Um, and the house is still privately owned. Still privately owned. As you were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. And um, uh, and 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 so you know. It, but the the interesting thing about this old house is it purely that it's the oldest house in London it's not it's not actually like interesting for any other reason so I think what we want to talk about is how old do things have to get before their age becomes a kind of defining feature of them um in the sense that you know for example if someone said can we knock this house down people will go no because it's really old and that just becomes a reason for it to be interesting and and worthy of preservation by itself Right, so there we are. That's the question. Mm. When do when do you be old enough to for that to be a thing? Yeah, 
you're almost old enough to preserve, but are you interesting Are you trying enough? to do it again? I'm trying I'm to try, resurrect I'm that joke. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's, I'm it's trying. not going to work. It, I mean, look. It's help. too obvious. No, I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, it's the only kind of jokes I know, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm right. going to keep trying. Yeah. 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 Where do we want to go with this? So at the moment, we've got old stuff. What's that all about? Uh, you know, at what point does something come mm. old? Just because something's old, is it interesting? Yeah. Um, Let's go to Peter, then some yeah. come back to you and let's see. So I, I just, I don't think that the uh, criteria for listed buildings necessarily completely hinges on the age of a building. Right. Right, no, because you get so, lots of modern stuff that's... Well, exactly, you know, yeah. but also um, uh, I, I think it's main, it's largely driven by the uniqueness of it. So if there's a historical relevance, uh, historical importance to it, but also if it's architecturally sort of uh, rare will be a driver of greater of than of note. Yeah, yeah. but I, I guess rarity is a function of, as it happens. It is, it happens to be a function of age, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, the taking, you know, the Official Preservation Act or whatever it is, um, probably doesn't weight age particularly that hmm. high. Um, but I get your point that, yes, there's a sort of, uh, there's a, there's a sort of um, preference for, in people, a preference for old things over new things. I mean, that's isn't that? Uh, are we getting ahead of ourselves a bit there? Or well, I just wanted to distinguish between things that are inherently worth preserving for some psychological reason versus they are officially worth preserving because there's a preservation order on them. I just wanted to nail that right. slightly. Sure. I mean, I think I don't know actually what the status of this building is. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to just demolish it. Yeah. Um, but but I I think that yeah the question the this hinges on not that it's not about okay is this unique or interesting it's it's actually where the oldness itself mm. is the uh, int or if you like the only interesting thing about it you know so sorry sorry um what are we trying to define what's our question here what are we trying to answer and sorry you might have just i know you how asked does it work how does this when okay okay so let's put it this way in 1500 mm. no one's going to go that house in particular is really interesting let's keep it right mm. 1600 well yeah there's probably quite a few houses from that era around mm. by the time okay so in the by the time you get to 1900 this house is known as the ancient house and work is done to make sure it doesn't fall down a new new brickworks added and that kind of thing so at some point between 1500 and 1900 this house became notably an old house mm. and so and I think that brings with it a whole bunch of questions is how old is that? Can we put our finger on it? What? Uh, but also then zooming out a bit, uh, do we actually really is it right for us to value things just because they're old? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something we should care about? Um, and do we I mean, do we actually value things that are older or or is that just a sort of modern day thing or, you know, and um and does are there downsides to valuing old stuff? Like, does it make us unduly willing to, you know, not willing enough to move with the times and that kind of thing? So, a bunch of questions. So I, I like all of those and questions. I, I, I'll, I'll just kick this off by Answer saying one of them. I am a massive old stuff fan. Mm. Well, let's go to the heart of it then. Why do you think that is? So, yeah. old stuff often has character. Okay, 
Um, and of course, there's. I know I recognise there's going to be lots of exceptions to this, but old stuff can be quite character. We drill into what you mean by character. Yeah, you, it could be a bit circular. Okay, so so for example, um, it can be quite. Um, so by character, I'm, I guess I'm talking about irregular. Let's say. Yeah. Um, it's kind of not mass produced. It's got, it's not, it's got you know, chips in it, and it's, it's got yeah, it's yeah. Kind of lived. And there's like no, that weird shaped window that was added two hundred years yeah. later. And, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. the, the furniture is all different, and you know, the, there's a wonky wall in the living room. And yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. And yeah. so that can be houses. It could be yeah. watches. I mean, yeah, but you say um, that's good, but they're all things that are defects. Absolutely. You've just described a and bunch that's of defects. It. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm saying that's what I like. Right. Yeah, but you um, don't. You wouldn't like them in a new build. You'd say that who built this is shit. Absolutely. Yeah, they're snags. At absolutely. That point. But yeah, no, I like old stuff. It's sort of I like the, the often you know if something's got a history to it. Even even clothes. I like old old clothes. When I I, I don't mean I walk around like from the Regency period. <laughs> what, I, what I mean is like even clothes that have got holes in. Them. I'm forever getting yeah, trouble yeah. with my family and strangers who are picking me up on why you've got holes in your jumper. Well, I like my bloody jumper. Like, and, yeah, yeah. and I think people get too into this holes in stuff. But anyway, I like old stuff, Nick. Oh, massively. Uh, not only do I like old stuff, I think secretly everyone likes old stuff. Um, I just tell you some other... Even like old people, but anyway. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. old, I'm not such a big fan of them, actually. No, I, don't, yeah. I am, though, for the similar sorts of reasons. But sorry, keep going. Yeah, just a few interesting old things. Yeah, Just get us, get us talking. Um, so... Pubs, as you might expect, absolutely millions. There must be a hundred oldest pubs in England, right? Uh, but the uh, there is one called the Old Ferryboat at St Ives, which is mentioned in the Doomsday Book and allegedly goes back to the sixth century. The oldest in London, of course, is going to be quite new, sixteen hundred or so. Mm. Uh, the oldest house in the UK is apparently Saltford Manor, which dates from eleven hundred. Mm. Um, the oldest house in the world, tricky, hard to answer, but there's a cave village called Maymand in Iran, which has been continuously inhabited for 3,000 years, which I like, because normally when you hear about an old city, it's actually an archaeology site or something, whereas this is like people are still living in the same houses they were living in 3,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, the oldest company in the UK is the Royal Mint, uh, founded in 886. Oh, good Lord. And, wow. But that's a relative newcomer compared to the oldest company in the world, which is Congo Gumi, founded in 578. It's a Japanese construction firm. And not only that, there are three hotels in Japan which have been operating since the year 700 or so. Some bloody old stuff out there. Yeah, we need to get busy with this, right? Well, the, the, the good... Well, okay, I mean, I think... Destroying can, some of that so that we can have the... Yeah. Right. I, but So I think I think there's some... Um, uh, just to go into a bit on why it's nice. You've talked about character, and I agree with that. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something I like. Right? Yeah. I, I like them because you cannot just make an old house. You just can't do it. You have to have started 500 years ago, right? That in itself, I just... And I, I think there's something about that aesthetic which says, look, that has been there for a long time and we could have knocked it down. But in fact, we could have just knocked it down once and it wouldn't be there anymore. It's very hard to not, not knock, knock something down. down. Yeah. You can, you could, you have to not knock it down every day for 500 years if you want it to still be there. You knock it down once, it's gone. Mm. But you've got to sit there not knocking it down <laughs> for 500 years. That just makes it intrinsically rare. I, and that's what I, I think. I like the fact that it's hard. You can't just mass yeah. produce them. Old things. Uh, They're just, not making any more of them. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, that sort of answers something I, I, I sometimes think about. And sorry, I'm sorry, I know we need to come to you, Peter, and your, your hatred of old stuff. But um, which is, 
it, it, I find it, uh, there's a weird anomaly, which is, um, or a paradox, let's say, where in Britain, a lot of stuff can look very similar. So think about terrestry, it's a lot of Victorian mm. stuff around. Um, and they all look the same. Yeah. And yet they don't, because because they've been around a while, okay, not that long in the sort of scales we're talking about, but compared to like lots of new builds, and I'm thinking like somewhere like America, for example, where they're kind of meant and designed to look different, these yeah. sort of big houses, but, and yet somehow their differentness and the attempts to make them look different actually kind of makes them look quite similar. And, and yet with something which, which is exactly the same. You can't force it. Age yeah. has, yeah. So mm. anyway, Peter, uh, you, you're a more new kind of guy. Well, just on the, they're not making any more more of them. Actually, they are, right? Because <laughs> every, for whatever, whatever threshold we decide is the threshold for oldiness that is inherently interesting, Every year, there's more of those things around. Mm. You know what? That's a kind of arm making them. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, so, so assuming positive economic growth, right? Um, also assume, uh, and also assuming that the, the economy size is related to how many things that mm. some of which might become old. I'll give you that. Are yeah. created, and also as the as there's more surplus in the economy, there's more surplus for looking after things we already have. Yeah. So more things are likely to survive. So there's a there's a correlation there that you know as the economy grows there's going to be more old things in the future hmm. um so and it's exponential and basically. those things are last longer as well because they're built to a higher standard and i i mean by which i mean look you so let's say that you know in the year 1500 population of the uk i don't know three million five million um so you can expect there to have been maybe half a million buildings yeah for people to live in whereas now we've got 30 million or whatever houses right but not only that, but those the ones they built in the medieval times fell down a lot or burnt down. Yeah. Right. Whereas now, so what I think what you're saying and what I'm saying is that fast forward 500 years, they're going to be ten a penny. 500 years. Yeah, there could be loads of old things. I think. Yeah. That I, th I, I think. I suspect though that modern, modern practices of uh, having inherent finite lifespan in things will actually counter this, this effect. But I think on on average you'll still have more old things well, I'm, I'm thinking old things including you know antiques and um right knickknacks yeah, yeah that's right we're not just talking about houses actually right. yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. So it's a good point like in the new buildings what do you get with new builds bloody reinforced aerated concrete which falls down after 30 <laughs> well, years yeah hmm. yeah but, but uh, although we don't want to i mean do you like antiques peter so i don't dislike old things i'm agnostic old things I would usually rather have and own and use a new thing, but I can appreciate old things. And why is this? It's because you're a, a sort of a, no. Well, you answer it, not me. Because I, I think it's I think as the listeners know, I I have I have aspire to a, a very minimalist Spartan kind of life, and so having old things around is just like baggage. Yeah, no, and it goes wrong, and it's got unnecessary bits, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. Yeah, and everything I can, I generally everything I own has a purpose. It's useful in some way, rather than just existing. It doesn't nothing. I I have nothing that. Ex the only reason I have it is because I like it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I I like things because they're useful. So I like my laptop because it's useful. But in wor in the words of that great philosopher Nick Hare, um, le superflu. Le superflu, fleu, fleu, how do you say it? Le superflu, well, no, let me, no, 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 I wanted to finish it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the superfluous is just so Voltaire, necessary. Actually right? yeah. Voltaire, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, it's just, you know. Um, okay, so, but yeah, no, I take your point, I take your point. Okay, I mean, I think um, 
so I think Peter's looked at the psychology a bit, but I, isn't there at least an argument for saying that um, in a way you should assume that new uh, old things are going to be better, right? Because there is a filtering process that would have got rid of the duff things. So, for example, um, you know, if you buy an old pen or something, you know, an old fountain pen, uh, that has survived a lot of chances for people to throw it out. And you kind of assume, well, they haven't done. Therefore, this is probably quite a good one, right? And uh, I, I mean, think is, it, it, is that you... true of, say, a bicycle? Is a penny farthing actually really, you know, <laughs> if it was, if people were still, or, or something no, like I, that, I, you know? I think you're, I, I, I think that would be true if you, if the, if you assume away technological progress. Right. You assume that we long ago forgot how to make pens, and so they were, or we forgot how to innovate a pen manufacture. Mm. We could only make pens using the same pen making machinery in this exactly the same way. Then, yes, it would be true that the older ones are going to be less prone to failure than the newer I, I, ones. I guess people would make that claim about some things like violins or Japanese swords or whatever, mm. where the allegation would be that there is a level of craftsmanship which we don't have anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But pens, you want, what's a pen? For me, my in, extreme me, pens for writing. <laughs> Just give me a Mitsubishi Mitsubishi uniball any day. Um, but I can I can I can see what I could see the appeal of nice old pens. So if I went to a museum and there was a cabinet full of very nice unique pens, I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, nice pens. Might spend a few minutes looking at it, but I wouldn't want to own any of those because like, mm -hmm. I know right. they're inferior writing experience to the Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Uniball. And you're, it's, you're not interested in the fact that it's Charles Charles Dickens' not his own pen no, no, that he wrote Bleak House with. You're not interested in that. All right. No. No. Um, look, I'm mentally... Doesn't make it any better at writing, does it? Probably yeah. not. No. Um, <laughs> so the where do we want to go? Psychology where, where, where... of old things. We've, yes. Yeah. So go on. There, I couldn't find much. It, it, it seemed like a, a, with, with the a small amount of research I did, it seems like a bit of a um, a black hole in terms of um, psychology research. There's yeah. there's quite a few articles speculative articles but not ma not many big juicy studies about about this um but the the, the best sort of summary i found was that it was it's probably highly it's very multi-level in the sense that any given individual there's lots of different drivers making you like things and they um uh so things like nick mentioned in his anecdote about going for a walk um for him there was there's a thrill of the hunt thing about the the oldest house Mm. And going and finding things is inherently fun because yeah. it's it's active and it's physical. Um, for 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 people who collect old things, there's a sort of there's an inherent um, completionism driver. Mm. Be that pathological in the sense that you're you're obsessional about it, or you just like having uh, there's a pleasure in having a complete set of vintage cutlery or something. You know, you, you want it to look, to be complete. Um, but there's also, uh, you know, nostalgia can be um, can be positive in the sense that it drives you to it, it more like it gives you a um, positive feelings. You know, it's a it's a it's a, a, a thing we have in our brains which programs make us feel good. That can also be pathological if it's obsessional. But then, but I think Fraser, your your point, uh, which I um, about having ding, dings and scratches and things in in houses, that's gives you 
a mechanism for telling yourself a story. So there's a sort of narrative enjoyment about old houses. Either you, either you know the story and you know who's lived, really lived there, or it gives you license to imagine. Dick so, Turpin stayed there once. Yeah. Okay, did he? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no, I'm making that up because so many old houses <laughs> claim that Dick Turpin stayed there once. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, just, but just even if you don't know what the history is, having old things which are imperfect because of scratches allows you to uh, fantasize about what, what caused those scratches and you can, you imbue the object with more interest than it necessarily has on you. I mm. think there's also the comfort, uh, continuity is actually just reassuring. Right, mm. and I think this yeah, is a deep, like a really yeah. fundamental human thing, um, of feeling secure if your environment is secure. I mean, at the obvious level, if you thought your house was going to just disappear tomorrow, you'd feel less secure than if you knew it was going to carry on for ten years being there, right? And I think continuity, if you want to get sort of rational about it, mm. the mere continuity of something is evidence of its longevity. Right, yeah. it's evidence of its uh, stability as a thing. So, so I sort of think, look, it's nice having having you know an old uh, table. I think, uh, on some fundamental level, my brain is going, you can really rely on that table. It's been there since the nineteen twenties. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, maybe you're a bit cagey about putting a putting a cup on a new build yeah, table. Yeah, an IKEA. You're not. IKEA I mean, thing. I'm not saying you would be, but you would. I think deep down there is. Something yeah, like I, that feeling you get. This guy I, has I, seen I it that. all. It's been that. through two if world we, wars. If, you know. um, if I was buying a house, um, the kind of age of the house is a good indicator of how likely it's going to flood. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> a good like point. That. Let's get on to house prices. Have you looked at that at all? I have not looked at that. But no. I can say I'm very odd. Yeah. Okay, so I've never lived in a new house, by which I mean any house less than 100 years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know why you would baffling to me yeah. uh, but it turns out i am not normal because um is there a premium build, on newer stuff yeah, yeah. apparently wow. okay well they're much cheaper to run apparently uh, like a victorian house even one which has been sort of renovated up to modern standards costs about double the amount to run in terms of energy costs uh, than an equivalently sized new build um, Peter will be able to explain why in terms of things to do with rendering and uh, and it floorboards, just insulation, insulation, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, but I mean, so and 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 I've looked. I, it's actually really. Hard. I couldn't find a kind of you know age of property by price. And in fact, you know, the, it's all kinds of stats challenges trying to find that out anyway. But I think the general consensus is if you want a new build, you've got to pay more in the UK okay. anyway. And it looks like that's true in the US as well. Um, I was surprised by that, but it. But I think the conclusion is that there aren't that many people who are really kind of bothered by the age of where they live, and I would assume, you know, uh, there aren't that many people who are bothered about old things in general. Maybe, maybe it's just us, Fraser. Yeah, and and in fact, you know, there is a lot of vandalism. I, I mean, some people would see it as modernisation, but p old pubs, for example. Now, I don't yeah. mean by any means, you know, but I mean just talking about a pub that oh, it's been that way for forty years. Um, and my instinct is, oh, well, that's it's obviously doing something right. Leave it alone. But a lot of people think it's overdue a renovation. Let's 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 get bring in some pastel shades, some comfy chairs, you know, and it's ruined. So so I think I have to conclude that I have a very strong preference for old stuff. But I don't think that's necessarily yeah. shared by. Yeah, we're, we're maybe in the minority. Yeah. Um, just thinking about something. Yeah, because that's a pet hate of mine is is when pubs 
not that they get demolished, or I'm not mad about that, is when they get jazzed up, ponced up. Oh, is, you know, might just, as well be demolished. It's yeah. worse. Yeah, it's worse. It's like, it's, seeing, worse. it's like seeing someone with botched plastic surgery. Yes, sort yeah. of. Yeah, so it just is. Just yeah. get old. Yeah, yeah no, Ew. quite. Absolutely. Um, I've, got, I've got an idea for a thought experiment. Go for it. Well, no, In, I've, intuition pump, some people on. call them these yeah. things. Okay. Um, just, just, just to test the... Just to for you to speculate about how, about what your preference is and how it works. So imagine you've got three streets next to each other. Imagine Harangay Ladder, but it was built in very oh, yeah, different yeah. E e eras, it. right? So in the in in in, in um, new terrace, right? You've got brand new buildings built. They opened last week. People have just started moving into them. Next street back, you've got Victorian houses like your streets. So yeah, your, your house is there. And then um, in Ancient Avenue, you've got Completely Elizabethan houses, so pre right. Fire of London kind of lolly oak, oak buildings, all crooked, wonky windows, yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. Which of those you know, do 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 those do those three streets as you're walking through them give you different sense of compulsion? Like which ones do you like? Do you like any of them more than the other? Way more. Yeah, it must be the same for us. It's going to be that ancient house street. I love that place. That's there's just so much to explore. Yeah, and, you know, and, I, and I, it's funny. I mean, you know, but what do people what do people like? You know, Harry Potter, right? Diagon Alley wasn't built in 1960. <laughs> it's like it's hundreds of years old, and it looks like the higgledy piggledy kind of. People love that shit. Okay. You know? and and so, then, so, are you so, saying you're the opposite? So, if you're walking, so that's you walking around. So now, if yeah, you yeah, were yeah. if you were given your pick of a house yeah. to live in, yeah, and you couldn't. Live in any other house ever again? Which right. one would you pick? I'm afraid it's the same. Yeah, same. Yeah, even with all the pain Absolutely. and annoyance oh. and everything else that comes with it. Especially with the pain and the annoyance and everything okay. else that right. comes with it. Why? Where would you rather be in the in the new? I would rather go for a walk around the older houses. Yes, because like they they're more interesting, inherently interesting. Um, but I would definitely much rather live in the modern house. Okay. Yeah, interesting. All else oh. being equal. Look, one thing, though, um, we're, 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 we're towards the end here, but I know we sort of tabled this as, hey, we're, we're talking about um, London's oldest house. But really, we'd, really what, we were, what we wanted to talk about was old stuff, okay? Yeah. But actually, counterintuitively, and we have ended up talking about houses mainly, right? Because each time we, we've talked mainly about houses, I briefly mentioned clothes, mm. and we talked about antiques as well, right? But actually, there's... Really, we're so actually we're not really talking about old stuff. We're talking about houses. Really, I think, just right? think they're a really good example. Yeah, and they're so immediate, and and it's one of the oldest things that we can be in contact mm. with and have in our lives. Right? And they're usually documented as well. Whereas you know, I don't know. I've got things like my uncle Jimmy uh, bequeathed to me um, some uh, some finger picks for his mandolin. I had no idea they might be two hundred years old. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. But 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 then you can think, and this you is know, a bit things don't come with title deeds and things. You can't. You can't true. You can't yeah. track. Yeah. But it reminds me of that episode we did about um, artisanal stuff, right? So we're yeah. not a million miles away from that, right? Um, but also things like so weapons. Would right. you, if you were a soldier, you forget the stuff you put over your mantelpiece. Um, if you're a soldier, you're going to be valuing old weapons that are a hundred years old. What you mean to go out with a musket when yeah, you're, when you're rather, on the front line? And yeah. Or if we think about um, well, the Russians seem to be making a good go <laughs> yeah. of that in Ukraine. Um, countries? Do we value old, older countries? Yes, and I've got just a, like a state. I I've got mean, a bone to pick with the Italians. Yeah, not really a not really an old country at all. Actually, no, not Italy. I have. don't mean Italy. No, yeah. I'm on. talking about Ethiopia. 
which right. was the oldest country in the world until Mussolini invaded it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was about 4,000 continually operating as a sort of, you know, unique as a continual sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah political yeah. entity. Um, um, but yes, I, I, do, I think I do like older cars. I trust them more. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't know where you are with the South Sudan. Whereas, but the you know, United Kingdom, China, the United Kingdom is not yeah. an old country, though, right? Right, but it's made uh, up of old countries. But there's old stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and some of the states within it are quite old. But yeah. yeah. Okay. But Phones, saying... computers, roads, and I don't mean like, I don't, I don't mean like I don't mean Do like you mean the, the route or the actual substance. Yeah, the route. Or maybe even like, would you prefer a tarmac motorway or a tract? Sort of, I do you know, like sort of... the thought that the road I'm walking on is was built by the Romans and there have been people walking down that road Yeah, forever. but, I, I, yeah, me too. But I mean, like M25, you know, it's probably Not best. old enough, really, for me to be interested. <laughs> well, you say that, but you would rather, you might not be interested in it, but you would probably rather go on that to drive somewhere rather than, um, you know, you wouldn't go on it so much if it was just, um, mud track, track that went no, around London. No, that's also fair. So maybe I don't know. I, just, I mean, I, I mean, you, you, I don't think you two are sort of picking up what I'm putting down here. But I not mean, really, no. it's hard to tell what you're putting down. <laughs> I think you're describing <laughs> would you rather the good thing or the rubbish thing? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, no, what I'm I saying think it's is Peter's thought experiment, but a bit more. It's like you've got a thing that works and an old thing. Which thing is better? And and I so look. I, I can I just I want to try and force this into some kind of shape please, that makes sense. Please, right? please. So. I think there is, I have an extremely conservative streak, right? Mm. Small C, I guess I'm compelled to say. Mm. Um, which, uh, e.g., so I, I think, you know, my sort of spiritual hero in, in the domain of old buildings, particularly, would be John Betjeman, you know, who was, um, he was a big fan of Victorian architecture at a time when it wasn't very popular, which was sort of, you know, po uh, post-war. Uh, and there was a lot of redevelopment of things. Um, and, uh, you know, he, I think, was it's the same deal. It's like, this is interesting because it's of its time. And he was tirelessly trying to, trying to you know, save buildings from, the, uh, from destruction. Um, and I, I think there is something in, there's something, uh, the, you know, one of the great conservative thought experiments is Chesterton's fence, which says, you know, you come across a fence uh, in the middle of the countryside, it doesn't seem to be doing anything useful, should you get rid of it or just leave it there? Well, the presumption is that if it, if you leave it there, it, it might it actually is doing something useful. You just don't know what that is, right? So don't be so arrogant as to think we should do away with it. And I I think that's that streak is of kind of look. It's old. It's probably working in some sense, right? Should we reform it? No, because it just the fact it's old. British Constitution. Should we write it down? No. Houses of Parliament, people are always going, oh, we should make it more consensual and build a round chamber and all move to stains. No, just it, leave it alone. It, so uh, that's the sort of conservative part of my political philosophy is very much based on things that are working. It's much harder to get something to work than it is to, you know, to get uh, to, than it is to smash something up that's already working. And, you know, by and large, new ideas in general, most of them don't work. So if something has survived for that long, it's probably got something going for it, even if you can't tell what it is. So mm. just leave it alone. But but I mean, I think that th there is also historical element, uh, historical trends in terms of you know when people want to uh, want to build new things and when they want old things. And I and I suspect it's related to kind of general uncertainty, sort of people's sense of anxiety. I would imagine anxiety makes people value old things and hope. And 
being forward-looking probably makes people value new things. Mm. And if you look at the great trends of destruction of old buildings in London, it is interesting, actually, that the I always think, well, it's going to be the 60s, isn't it, when they knocked everything down? No. But it was the Victorians. It was the Victorians. Yeah. Those guys were total vandals. But, yeah, the number of... There's so many old um, Victorian buildings... Uh, sorry, old buildings that were destroyed by mm. the Victorians. Um, where's my Where's my little list of... Uh, of things, so we got in just in the 1870s, right? I just picked a particular decade. Uh, Alexander Pope's house was destroyed. Northumberland House from 1605. Uh, Talbot Inn, 1600s. St Antolin, 1670s. This is just in just in uh, London, I think. A Merchant Taylor's School, 1675. The Victorians smashed the hell out of, and of course they were innovators, weren't they? I mean, they were they were building new builds, which today we call Victorian buildings. So, so yeah, I think I think I, th I just so first the kind of psychological side of it, that kind of strain of conservatism. I'm pretty sure Peter's thought experiment would generally weed conservatives from uh, progressives, mm. but then obviously these things come in waves, and mm. I suspect you know next time we all collectively feel as a country that we're back in it again, for all we know we might be you know knocking down buildings again <laughs> right and center yeah. anyway that's enough from me yeah no nice sum up you you did it you shaped it thank you um let, let, let's just finish off uh question what i was thinking of asking was for us to what's our favorite modern thing and for uh, peter what's his oh, favorite good what's his favorite old thing yeah so that question what's your favorite old thing peter old can we narrow it a bit old building maybe take it as you want it um okay i'm gonna go with old building um, I'm a huge fan of some of the engineering marvels in Vodacomo buildings that you get around the place. So um, old bridges, um, uh, Tower Bridge is a good example of a Victorian bridge. Pretty cool. It still still works. Yeah. They don't is open it, it very much, but it works. For me, it's relatively new, or it's newer than it looks. But it was designed like. to look a bit like the Tower of London. Yeah. Exactly. And it's therefore, actually, in theory, unspeakably naff. But I think yeah, because, yeah. I think, you know, and I think a lot of uh, tourists think it's medieval. Yeah. So that's why I was surprised, because it's sort of modern. But anyway, I, yeah. yeah. It's Victorian. But it's but modern. We're, we're British, so that's modern. That's last week. <laughs> yeah. But it's sort of modern and it's, it's, it's mimicking something from the past. That's what I mean. In, mm. uh, that's not really modern, but yeah. But anyway. I mean, I, I, what, I, what is quite marvellous is older things that were that, are, that, are, that stand testament to the amount of ingenuity and effort put into them. So things like canals. Um, canals in, in England aren't that old, but there are much older canals around the Middle East and things. I just, I just went to the Corinth Canal. Yeah. That's mm. pretty amazing. Yeah. Although even that's not that old. But, you know, think. these things dug by hand. Yeah. Right? So people working hugely long hours digging, creating all these marvellous things. Mm. What's your, so what you your favourite new thing? What's your favourite new thing? I, I find it difficult to think beyond houses. There was an artist from, the, I can't remember his name, from the 50s, I think that sort of time, um, who lived in a house that he built himself, I think, um, near to where I used to live in Hertfordshire. And it's just such a delightful house. I mean, mm. it's set in, um, so it's kind of all the things that I don't want in a house, right? 
Because, as you know, I live in quite an old house with all these nooks and crannies and all that business, right? It's not William Morris, is it? Uh, it could Red be, house. actually. Is it the Red House? Well, I'm not sh- I don't think it is, no. actually. But anyway, it's this 1950s house that's... Oh, that's too late. In yeah. this classic sort of 1950s style that we kind of... Yeah. This, this mid-century, mid-century stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's just so... And it's just, the house just flows so nicely. The lines are beautiful. It's nice and open. It's quite... It's really super functional. But there's something that's really just... I would love to live there. Um, so that's probably my answer, you know, and it, that is that is sort of by design and purpose a, a, a modernist kind of structure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd go with the city of New York. Mm. It's even got the word new in it. That's how new it that's is. That's how new it is. But it, but it's, you know, that's a, an example of new done right. And I don't mean obviously some bits of New York are quite old, but, mm. but it's more. And I think this is one thing I really like about the Americans. They represent the like the, the opposite, I suppose, of my British conservatism of a very can do. You know, we can build a whole city overnight here you know and then uh, it, 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 with almost a kind of rejection of old stuff which is what their whole country is based on and and you know it's uh, awe-inspiring um you know and and uh, yeah so so i i also can love new things you yeah. know you don't have to be old but also ironically one of the things i think americans can do really well in New York. I mean, I agree with you. And one of the things that I think is great in New York is you can go into a diner that's just sat like that for 50 years yeah. and they've not bloody touched it. Brilliant. Unlike us in our pub malarkey, messing stuff up when it's fine, they should have left it alone. Yeah, I think they, they do actually mess up quite a lot of things in New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, but because, it, you know, and I think it, there is that more of a spirit of reinvention, isn't there, in the States? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think there was a... We as an extreme example of our kind of conservatism i think uh there was a pub in made Vale about five years ago mm. and um a developer bought it bulldozed it well mm. it turns out it was listed mm. and they were forced to rebuild it bit brick by brick all right let's stop there uh Old stuff, give it a chance. Old stuff, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Peter Cockle and Nick Hale of Aleph. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.